This is the start to uh, Dixon Jane's podcast number 804, I think, or is it five? Not sure. Um, or the piece I recorded yesterday at uh, Thompson Park is the start. Uh, well, doesn't really matter. Uh, if this is, welcome. It's uh, Thursday afternoon, just after five, I guess, and I'm sitting in... Bluffers Park now, Catside, my favorite place under the tree, except that I have been shit on at least a dozen times. Like on my arm, on my shoulder, uh, on my pant leg, uh, on the little table I have attached to my chair here. Uh, and you'd, you'd feel it, and just very light and just a little bit of dark black, like not a big splat like a seagull. Uh, these are small birds chewing something, and it's just little wet black stuff that comes out. <laughs> but it's such a perfect spot. I've been reluctant to move. Uh, I've been sitting here for a couple of hours, I guess, reading Black Lives Matter. I, you've, got, you've got to read very slowly. And I, again, I, the only way I can do it is with my ruler and yellow highlighter to go through and say... Oh, shit, there's another one on my shoe. Uh, go through very carefully. It's, okay, yeah, all right, I get that part. And uh, it's um, it's a journey, uh, and it's an important one. Uh, even, you know, if you want to push back and argue or disagree, the point of the book is at least to make you think, to open your mind. I think the uh, what struck me most about the chapter I just read, it's about chapter 5, I guess, was you can't allow yourself, or you're not allowed to allow yourself the luxury of just thinking yourself as an individual. You have to recall, or you have to understand that you are a product of white culture and all the benefits that go with that. That, uh, you know, any claims you have, oh, and I'm just me and I'm special, as I do all the time on this podcast... And so you can't, you, you don't allow people of other races to, we make all these broad generalizations about black people or Asians or this or that. Uh, and yet when it comes to white people, we get a little defensive. No, no, I'm, I'm me, I'm, I'm special. And uh, it's saying you really have to look at yourself in the context of everything from day one. Right, your your education, the books you've read, the movies you've watched, I, I, all these things play a huge role in what you want to think is your unique individual identity. You can't see your identity as a white person without understanding the overall framework of your whiteness. So again, I'm not here to lecture you because I know when people tried to do that to me, it didn't work. But I'm I'm just sharing some of the things that I'm discovering. And uh, some of you have, you know, who knows where you're at. That's your business. Okay. So anyway, it is yet one more absolutely gorgeous day. And as I said, I was just about to pack up and leave. Oh, time to head off home and realized, hey, I haven't talked to you uh, today. And um, now that I am... I'm wondering, well, so so what? Maybe that's because you had nothing to say. It is just, sometimes you just have to celebrate the beauty. Somebody walked past me. Usually people, there's been people going by. If I see a dog, I'll put my hand out, and the owner will acknowledge that. But somebody else, uh, which doesn't happen often, was just cheerful and said, beautiful day, eh? I don't know if he had said a, eh. uh, but... The idea was he was happy, and he could tell that I was probably happy sitting here, too. So people gather in this park, and it's it's a blessing to uh, to have this and to be able to come at any time uh, except the weekend and uh, be able to just get in here and pull your folding chair out of your car and uh, 
take a spot and sit down and do whatever you like to do. I was listening to Ellen Page on Mark Maron. It was a bit of an awkward um, podcast. It wasn't the level of comfort he has when he's talking to other musicians. They didn't really connect on points. And he, he owned up to that. He was a bit skittish. But as was she, she's a real nervous kitty. Uh, but um, somebody, of course, I would clearly like. I, I would say even, dare to say even love, if I could get even near her. But uh, a Canadian, she was talking about Cape Breton. And Mark, it's, it's appalling for somebody as, as with such a wide reach as he seems to have. He seems to know very little about Canada. He's talked about Hamilton. He's talked about Toronto. Uh, you know, Nova Scotia, is that an island? And she said, it's a peninsula. Okay. And he didn't want to go any further, you know. Okay, anyway, leave that to him. I am engrossed these days in, uh, maybe I mentioned this last time, maybe it was on the Monday or yesterday's clip that I won't include, uh, in uh, War and Remembrance, uh, watching it on YouTube. And it's a really engrossing story. Now, I went on, I talked about the darkness last time, and I'm not going to do that now. I just want to say I'm hooked, but it it really, it brings you into that time of war. And especially when it's done, like it's not just a movie and it's over, there's some shooting and, you know, the good guys win. Uh, It's a series that's going on and you pace yourself a little bit, but I'm finding, oh, I want to know what what happens next, you know. Is is she ever going to get out of Germany now? She's in Germany. My God, she was in Italy last time I spoke to you. And then Paris, and uh, or from the South Lourdes, and then Paris, and now, uh, what is it, Baden-Baden, I think? Holy shit. Um, but I guess the, the only thing I want to say is something I struggle with sometimes. How do you live your life in full gr- gratitude for the for the not suffering, for the lack of pain and fear and anxiety, like right now, this is peacetime here in my little world here in Canada. It's an absolutely glorious time, and if we're not appreciative of that every day, and I know some people have depression, and you know, COVID has fucked up some people, and there's all kinds of reasons. But I don't want to allow myself any excuses. I want to remind myself and, and make myself really be aware of, of how wonderful it is. And I think that's what prompted me to get out the microphone and speak. As I sat here, the sun's shining and I'm looking at the bluffs. Like you come down that hill. I mean, I've, I've sat in this spot countless times and I've even mentioned it to you. Looking across at the weeping willows where I used to sit, it's just all trees. I'm not seeing a single building in my line of vision anywhere as I turn my head. You know, okay, if I go far enough, oh, there it is. Yeah, there's the hotel that charges you parking on the weekend. That's not a hotel, it's a restaurant. But that's it. Uh, It's just a, a glorious place to be and so close to home. So, um... That's kind of why I said don't sit around home and don't, you know, get out, get your chair, get out, sit in the sunshine, find a nice spot, read a little, listen to some podcasts, do the things you you can enjoy with the luxury of time and not having to race back and do anything else. And, of course, that comes with age, too. And I guess the, the, maybe the last point, um, with age, the, the way I talk about World War II and... and you know, it, it's easy to connect to. It's not that far back in our histories. Uh, my parents lived through it. Um, what was my thread there? Oh, y- y- as you get older, you you're more aware of, of suffering. You're more aware of. I'm hearing church bells. I thought I was. It's a very unusual sound for Scarborough. Um, you're you're just more sensitive to the suffering of others. You you want it to end. You maybe you you care more. Maybe you're a little more compassionate. 
I know that means nothing unless you act on it, but but there is a, there is a change. Maybe because you know that your life is coming to an end, that it's that it's your days left are are quite finite, and you value the gift of life even that much more. So uh, to you youngsters, any youngsters out there listening, you know, have fun, have fun, <laughs> do the things you can do. Um, I was thinking today, looking back, I keep, you know, images of Vancouver pop up, jobs I've had. We're going to 1400 Shepherd as a, just before I went to Nigeria in 1979 as a counselor for, uh, uh, people with, um, physical and mental disabilities, uh, and working with other social workers at the time. It was, it was the most interesting job. Uh, it was f- absolutely fascinating. We are getting night shift, uh, you know, cooking meals for groups of people in this big old house, which was an, became an assessment center, a mansion at one point. Um, just like that random memory popped up. Oh, do you remember so-and-so, Marnie? Yeah, oh, yeah. She was from Thunder Bay. She was a really, really good counselor. She cared about her clients. And uh, just lots of other things. And, and so I can look back at a very rich life, a life well-lived, full of experiences and a variety of experiences, and just be oh so grateful. And, and that is the thing that gives me the feeling, okay, if I died tomorrow, if that truck tire, that uh, wheel that came off a transport trailer had landed on my window and crushed my head and killed me, um, well, I wouldn't have time to sum my life up. Uh, But I would hope that people would know, well, Ken sure lived a good life. Um, That's, uh, yeah, that's it. So I'll end there. Um, (laughs) Okay, yeah. Yeah, and the advice I give. Well, make damn sure whatever time you got left, uh, do some things you enjoy and want to do. Don't make excuses. Don't say later, you know. Do the things you enjoy. Get some fucking pleasure out of life. Have some adventure, too. Scarborough Dude, signing out from Bluffers Park. Oh, the glory. The glory, the glory. Bye for now.
Okay, that was a real ring. I uh, just did that. Bing! And uh, the batteries died. They were on their way out. So this is a fresh start. 30 seconds later. And uh, I'm kind of at a loss. I've, I feel the need to podcast, but I'm very self-conscious about wasting your time and not wanting to and feeling that I have to have something solid, something to actually talk about that you uh, would be glad you listen to. And that makes it hard. And I've tried to avoid that pretty well the past 15 years as much as possible. But it creeps up sometimes. Somebody posted a comment the other day, uh, fairly, you know, fair enough. It wasn't an insult. It was just, uh, nah, the podcast, they just don't do it for me. Uh, they, they just don't cut it. I think that was it. And that seemed even worse. They just don't cut it. And it wasn't meant to be harmful. This person just preferred the videos that I do. And I understand that. Uh, which reminds me, yes, I've got the next one planned. I just haven't got myself down to the basement to uh, to do it. But uh, that, that's coming next week, guaranteed. Um, it is, what, uh, August? The, it was VJ Day, officially, when the Allies decided uh, the war was over. Japan hadn't surrendered. They didn't surrender officially until um, September. But uh, 75 years ago today, August 15th, was declared VJ Day, victory over Japan, and the end of that part of the war. I'm still very much engrossed in war and remembrance. God, I think it's well done. And and again, there are scenes that you think, oh my God, surely, they can't be exaggerated. They couldn't get away with it. It had to have been that bad. But the, the continual... Oh, the beatings, the torture, the murder, the, the just the brutality of, of people believing another group of humans was like a, a subspecies to be exterminated, to be to be used, and this gets us back to the slavery issue and everything else. It just, oh my God! So. It's deeply disturbing, but I, I'm just so engrossed uh, that I need to know how it plays out. And I mean, I know the end of the war, but with the characters they've drawn in. Pauli Bergen has just done an amazing job of being, of being Robert Mitchum's um, um, alcoholic wife. Uh, it, it, she's really... Good. It's not an actor you hear much of. I, I've, I heard that name when I was a kid. I don't know where I knew her from. I think it was in TV or something. But uh, she's just she's just perfect in this role. Attractive, getting older, into her fifties, and just needing that extra brandy to get through the day. Um, Mitchum, of course, is stoic, <laughs> almost like no expression, almost like non-acting, except that's exactly, even Herman Woke, the author of the book, said, that's exactly what I wanted. That's the guy. Uh, looking a lot older, of course. Hey, this is 1985, I guess. Is that right? Uh, so he's, he's, he's in his 60s doing this, but still, he pulled it off. So, um, yeah, there's that. Uh, it's a Saturday, and I've I've been kind of at a loss. Like sometimes, the reason I podcast is so that I can feel I accomplished something, and that, and that sounds like a cheat. Like hey, no, hey, come on, that's not right. But in fact, it is that the day I didn't I did virtually. Well, I, I you know you shower and I do my exercise. I do a half hour exercise every morning. I'm pretty conscientious about that. I have to be. But uh, lately I've been finding, my God, if I get up too suddenly from the bed, I'm dizzy, woozy. Uh, the hearing, I, I, I mentioned this, but like it's 20% in one ear. I don't know how I know 20%. I just know that's the right number. Um, so if I'm listening to a podcast and I put my right ear down on the pillow, I can't hear and sometimes you know how important it is which side you want to lie down on? Like sometimes your body just says, no, turn over, this side. Um, God, that reminded me of the days when I would uh, 
when I was a heavy hash smoker, I shouldn't say heavy, but a hash smoker, a regular hash smoker, and I'd have a tote before bed, and I'd want to go to sleep. I might have to get up for work the next day or do something, and uh, my body would just lie down, and my brain would say, no, 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 listen to, the, put on another record, listen to, the, you want to hear something, you want to think about this, write something in your journal, and the brain, and I'd have this continual mind-body battle, and it, and it was as simple as that, it really was the mind saying, I, I, I'm I, I want to, I want to do something, I want to enjoy this experience right now and the, the brain's over the body you know come on come on well just get more comfortable let's just let's just lie down and close our eyes for a while okay anyway that's a uh, side and those are the things i worry about like how interesting is that maybe not too interesting but it's all a part of me and i guess i used to want to argue uh, this kind of personal journal podcasting can only be interesting if you actually know the person and care something about them. Otherwise, I mean, if if a stranger tuned in, who the fuck is that guy? Like, I don't care. And um, that's just understandable. I keep going back to Tim uh, Tim Coyne's quote, you know. Give this link to ten of my best friends. Nine and a half would not like it. Oh, okay. It's not a ring of endorsement, but I get it. I understand it, and I believe it. So anyway, I, that's when you have to tell yourself, yeah, but it's just for me. It's my record, especially with this fading memory of mine. Uh, I'm going to go camping in Murphy's Point um, on Sunday. I've Yeah, I've arranged a trip back east to see my sister, probably my brother, uh, my good friend Francis Wooby in Charbot uh, Lake, and uh, then on the last day, on the Sunday, I'll be uh, camping in a place called Murphy's Point, which I've been to long ago. And the funny thing is, Barnacle Bill was there, and he can remember that name, that he and I went camping there. But we can't remember the year or the reason or why he was in that part of Canada. He's been living in B.C. since 1971, uh, although he, he has made trips back. And he pieced together this, okay, it, it might have been Thanksgiving, and I think we met your parents at a pub. And I think, oh, my God, I have no recollection of that. It's it's sort of disturbing. My wife has the most phenomenal memory. But here's somebody who's never smoked up. And uh, she's a woman, and she's very healthy. Uh, that And, you know, she just has a remarkably good memory. Uh, so, you know, in comparison... Oh my God! But in the end, does it matter? You just got to get through life. You've got to make, as I was saying last time, you've got to make these moments count. So, how is this moment counting right now? What I'm doing? Well, I'm sitting in the front seat of the road trek, feet up on the back seat behind me. A little while ago, I had my car, my cat on my lap. Yuki came in just to check it out for a while, sniff around, check things out. Sat in my lap. I posted a couple of pictures, and. Uh, that was kind of enough. So then I saw a tweet. Somebody else posted, posted, time spent with a cat is never wasted. Okay, that's a good one, yeah. Last night she spent almost the entire evening on my lap. My legs were numb. And then she'd get off to go maybe get a drink or just to stretch and circle around and then come right back up. And it was hours, which is very unusual because after that, I mean, she's out all night, you know. She's out, 11.30, out the door and... Uh, 8 o'clock the next morning, there she is, curled up asleep on her chair on the front porch. Oh, even I am bored with this. I am sorry. I, I just, I think I'm I'm sort of looking for, I guess it's with, with life, I'm looking for things I've learned, things I've underst- I understand now, things that have meaning, things that I could share with somebody. And, you know, the message is also make make the moments count. Make this time count because it is finite and it's it's going away. And even now as I'm talking, this this isn't coming back. And so you sort of ask yourself, well, is is that enough? Is it enough just to be comfortable? 
you know, with your feet up and uh, your belly full, is is that enough? Is, should 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 that not be enough? Or is there something more? Is there something you know? And what is it? And maybe that that's the problem. That that's a dissatisfaction. Well, hey, it's you know the old Baba Ramdas. Be here now. So this very now, this now, as I hold and, and kind of enjoy the feeling of holding this solid Olympus LS10 microphone in my hand, I can feel it, I can squeeze it, I'm holding it tight now, holding it close to my mouth so that I can talk into it, my eyes closed, making words, forming words, sending messages, or will be, is this not enough? The windows are down. The overhead fan is spinning. You might hear it in the background. I don't need music right now. The temperature is perfect. Eyes still closed. What more? How? What, why is this dissatisfaction, this... Measure up, measure up somehow. Get it, get it higher, get it more, get it, get it better, get it richer, get it deeper, get it stronger. Why can't you just surrender? Surrender to now that it is what it is. My head is full, busy with with Trump stuff. The podcast I listen to, Bill Maher. Sam Harris, um, and I try, you know, I, I try to think about things. I try to, to process what I'm hearing and to put that in some picture and, and make meaning out of that and attach it. And it's sort of like, well, how do you construct your life? What, 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 what do you do? Some people are compelled to get out in the streets with a placard and, and shout. I'm just content, just... Staying here at home, I'm I'm looking forward to I've got two beer left in the fridge. I'm going to have to take them out of this fridge. See, there are plans. Take the beer out of the road track fridge. It's set on just medium chills, not cold. Put them in the fridge at home. Get them cold enough. And enjoy. Then snap open. Choose which one of the two you want. Make your choice carefully. Think about it. Think about it. Read the label. Think what kind of beer it is. In fact, in fact, we'll do that right now. Because that might be a little more interesting for you. We'll open the fridge. Yep. We'll pull out one. Ooh, it's got a mean-looking skeleton on it. I'm sort of afraid to go with that one. And the other one. So let's see. The other one. Oh, it's a it's a harmless. <laughs> A Bob Cajun Brewing Company, the Common Loon. I have had it before. It's an American Pale Ale, 4.8% alcohol. Bob Cajun Brewing Company was founded with one goal in mind, to brew great craft beers to be enjoyed among friends. That's it. Nothing more, nothing less. And, of course, that's a Bob Cajun. You all know that. You know the name of that place. It's a wonderful label, picture of a loon. I like that. But that's, like, that's just, should I save that for my friend? Should I save that for my beer with Francis Wooby? Well, not unless I had one to give him, too. Well, that reminds you, i got to go beer shopping this week. I am looking, so looking forward to sitting with a friend in his backyard. I couldn't get camping. I was supposed to go camping at Charbot Lake Provincial Park, full up on the weekend. So I'm camping in his driveway. All right, now the other one. Knucklebone, strong beer, 6.5% alcohol, India Pale Ale. And it's just this horrid image of a skull. Ooh, there's a gold tooth there. That's horrible because that reminds me of Warren Remembrance, the scenes in the Nancy, Nancy death camps. Um, what hops are in this? Galaxy Azaka Mosaic. 65 IBU. Now, I can't remember what that means. I know it's, it's, you know, it's a measure, clearly, but 
you know, the higher that IBU, the better, or what is it? Knucklebone IPA, exploding with tropical fruits and beautiful aromatics. Like, right away, I was like, no, I don't taste any fucking tropical fruit. The full body and light sweetness. Full body and light sweetness. Come on now. Carry all the bold flavors to the finish line. Oh, God, I'm starting to hate this more and more. Just that, that. We are dead serious about this fantastic IPA. That, that's kind of a bullshit marketing thing. And they're selling it because people are going to buy. Number one, it's strong. But any pitcher with a, like the entire can, half of the can is made up of this uh, skull. I guess I'm going to have to take pictures of these two, and maybe that'll be the image for the um, podcast. Now, you see, just from doing that, from me letting go a little and not thinking about what I have to do to please you, just letting go, going ahead, being spontaneous to the point, like I hadn't planned on opening the fridge and bringing these out, but just sharing that little bit with you made me happy, made me content. It was like being on a little voyage, very small voyage. I had to stand up, open the fridge door. <laughs> but uh, it was special. It was fun. And I think that's what I need. And I think that's. I think people like it when I'm happy. So I, I, my job, try and be happy, but not too happy. Because if you aim for happiness, you're going to be disappointed. And you can't have happiness without sadness. And on and on and on. Oh, my God. That's the wrong measure of life. Oh, shut the fuck up. All right. I think I'll do just that now. Thank you for letting me into your ears. And um, I'll talk to you again soon. And um play some tunes as well. I'm going to take a picture right now, so uh, stay tuned. This uh, podcast ain't over yet. Do we need the bell? All right. All right. All right. Hang on.
Okay. Oh my God. Can you hear the rain? That is one very wicked, heavy rainstorm we got going here. Oh, I opened the door and uh, called my cat, and she came running from out of the bushes somewhere. I was very happy to get in. Uh, Tora, the uh, the deck cat, has uh, disappeared, but I know he has hiding places, safe places to get away. We... Um, we put a big sheet of like plywood over our benches and a cushion under there on that that he can sleep on. And so he was there earlier when the first rainstorm came. And uh, you just you feel for. <laughs> I mean, I don't feel for deer and bears the same way uh, when they get wet with those heavy fur coats. But um, for you know, domestic animals, cats. You gotta worry a little bit, especially that poor guy, our wild one outside. Anyway, moving on, moving on. It is Monday, and I've had a productive day. I just finished recording about an hour or so ago. Um, another episode of the uh, Scarborough Dude, the, the Basement Bar series. So if you're subscribed to that, or if you go on YouTube and just Google Scarborough Dude. Uh, you will find it. This one was on my leather bags collection, my uh, my bags from Nigeria. So uh, stay tuned. Uh, it was fun to do. It was just fun. I hadn't done one in a very long time. So shout out to uh, John Heath, although he doesn't listen to this. But <laughs> he suggested that uh, I should put another one out. So that prompted me to get down to the basement and do it. And while I was down there, I found a book. Now... Um, I gotta tell you, we're getting. Are you, are you, are you comfortable? Because we're we're getting into this stuff now. Where, where did I put the book? Damn it! Oh, here it is. Um, a book by Neville Shute called "The Checkerboard." Now, Neville Neville Shute is an English novelist. They don't give a list of his all books here. This is a real old one, and it looks like a first edition, nineteen forty-seven. Oh, it's the Book Club edition. They don't count as much. Author of Red Piper, Pastoral. But I thought Neville... Oh, maybe I'm thinking of... I'm confusing him with Nicholas Montserrat. The Cruel Sea. 1947, anyway. Uh, And it's about a man reflecting on the different nationalities as a result of his experience in World War II. Uh, Brown people and black people, basically... Uh, but from an English perspective, so he's exploring um, uh, prejudice, racial prejudice, because when the uh, black soldiers came over to England, they were generally treated a little better, uh, certainly than they would have been in the South in the United States. And uh, I think that caused some problem. I know they were treated much better in France. They had a little more, uh, a little more open attitude towards them. And uh, and then also the people of Burma and uh, international marriages and so on. So I, I think it'll be fun from a perspective, let's say, 1950, 60, 73 years ago. Holy shit, eh? So reading it in that kind of context, uh, it should it might be interesting. When the world, this is just again, anyway, anyway. The reason... I, I wanted to read a little more history. I've been watching this. I'm up to... I just finished episode 11 of uh, War and Remembrance. It has got me so gripped. I realize when I do these podcasts, there seems to be every week there is something. I mean, it could be music, uh, a book I'm reading, a movie I saw. There's always something that's grabbed me, and I feed on that. I need the energy of, of a new idea uh, and going through this series. But the trouble is, I, I've just been so engaged, and I'm not seeing it as, oh, this is a good TV series. I'm seeing it as it's a real portrayal of the horror of World War II, in particular the trains heading off to the uh, extermination camps. Uh, and and the the random you know machine gunning down civilians in revenge for uh, you know people attacking German soldiers on patrol and and 
women and children, and and then the outright cruelty. Oh, I, I know I've talked about it, so I'm, I'm I can't quite let it go. I don't. Maybe I don't want to let it go. But it, it directed me towards. Oh, I got to read some history now. So I went to my secondary library. That's the library that's in the hallway. And I had a lot of books on World War II. I know I did, and and they're missing, and and there's shelves that are empty. And my first thought is, uh oh, what has my wife done to my books? Now I remember we did have a church book sale, and I got rid of some. But I'm pretty sure there are a lot of old books there that have disappeared. And I'm afraid to ask. I don't want to make a problem. But she does do things like that. I'm going to say it outright. I'm going to, she does do things like that without asking me. Just does it. If I go away, I come back, something's different. And the trick is, will he notice or won't he? And if I don't notice, then okay. Nothing, no harm done. But I'm pretty sure. So in that selection, I've got a lot of Japanese novels, which these are these are good books, the Kawabata series, and, and a whole lot of Japanese literature. And then another whole shelf of just Japanese history. But who wants them? I mean, the literature, yeah, easier to get rid of. The history, no, you know. But it's it's a good collection. It goes deep. A lot of different topics, you know, from it, written in different periods. You know, some certainly, of course, in favor of the wartime buildup and so on. Um, anyway, it's making it harder to get through my science fiction series by Asimov. So, pulling all this together, uh, you remember the thrill I had going out and finding, and I got six of the seven books all used, only missing one. Maybe the fifth one or something, I don't know. Um, and I'm on to the third book now, just starting, and I'm struggling, and, and I'm finding it's because I don't know if I really care. And I know I've heard Jason talk about this. If, if you don't care about what happens to a character in a novel... There's no point in reading. When I read Salinger and The Catcher in the Rye, I cared so much about Holden Caulfield. Yeah, like, that matters. Everything matters there. In the beat literature, I care about the characters. <coughs> but in the series, and I know what may have really done it in for me, was on YouTube, which is where I'm watching Warren Remembrance, I saw, oh... Here's an interview, uh, Isaac Asimov on Letterman. Oh, I'll watch that. And uh, he had written, he said, I'm pretty sure it was 221 books by that time. 221. And that just devalued the, the Foundation series to me. Well, fuck, if you've written that many, how much do you care? How much is just plain formulaic... Yeah, who cares about these characters are two-dimensional? And I think seeing that YouTube video kind of just took the air out of that little balloon. Um, and I don't know if I'm going to be able to get through them. I, it was fun buying them. But that that was one of the factors. And the other factor that, no, the, you know, World War II, the real things that happened, I, I need to know more about it. So anyway, a random pick in, in looking at my depleted library. God damn, what happened to those books? I'm sure there were some by Churchill in there. I'm sure there were some old. It might have been some from my father. Oh, it, it just, oh, I just get so uncomfortable. I mean, I really do have this hang up about keeping things and, and not being able to part with them. And my wife knows that, and so she finds ways of parting for me uh, that make me very, very uncomfortable. Anyway, I salvaged this book, and I think, okay, it's set. It's the World War II setting. It is a novel, but he is a good novelist. Um, maybe I'll give it a try. And it's touching on those themes of racism, which, you know, is current now. Okay, so that takes care of that. Um, was there something else I wanted to go on to? 
I'm not sure. Um, I've, I haven't put out the uh, the video, the YouTube video yet. I'll do that uh, this week before I leave Friday. Oh, uh, yeah, something else I did today. I booked a hotel, or a room, I should say, <laughs> in um, Hamilton for Brent and Brandy's wedding. Uh, I'm going to be there. I'm playing a part, you know. I, I mean, not really a part. I'm just standing there in a, in a matching shirt with his brother Alex. Um, but... They, you know, there was a post about, okay, and maybe after the wedding, when we're back in Hamilton at 10 o'clock, maybe there'll be an after party. And right away, I think, holy shit, how, how am I going to get from Scarborough to here? Saturday is taken up with, oh, a rehearsal, I think, yeah, up at this farm where they're having it. And then there's, I mean, none of this is secret, you know, this, and who listens anyway? And some of you know Brent and Brandy, a wonderful couple. Um. Uh, but so okay, that takes Saturday. So I got to get down there, and then I got to get back. And if there's any drinking involved after, and probably there will be. Oh, okay. Well, that, let me. And I don't want to be asking people for rides like I had last time. And so anyway, it came up. Okay, well, just check the hotels anyway. So I'm going down this list through hotels.com. And they're 119 a night, 120, okay, 240, then your taxes, and holy fuck, I don't do that. I bought the, I bought Sal so that I could park it and sleep in here. This is my hotel room. <coughs> well, yeah, and then you got to find the place to park it. Last time I, I was in Hamilton, I parked outside a, a bar, and, you know, 3 o'clock in the morning, people are leaning against the sides of the van. You know, this, that, you know, that's not a good one. It's an all-night parking spot, and it still cost me 20 bucks anyway. Uh, so, going down this list, and I see one, 50 bucks. And there's a couple of pictures posted, and the pictures look like, holy fuck. You know, that's got to be a, 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 a shelter for the homeless or something. Uh seem to have a bathroom and uh, you know uh, a bed okay it looked like a sink alright god and then I keep going and then bam we're up to 130, 200 and it's all the prices found another one oh here's one 59 or 69 oh it's not available those dates so I go back and it's you know book it or lose it and so I booked it now, on one hand, I'm quite happy because that means great. Friday, Saturday, I mean, I'll have a little holiday. Um, my wife is not going to the wedding, partly because I'm playing a role, partly because she doesn't know them, she'd be very uncomfortable, and partly because she's having to be doing all of this on her own, which is not easy. So, anyway, so if it's a shitty little room, it's only me. And uh, that doesn't matter. But that kind of opened things up a little bit. Oh, I can actually party the weekend. Because I kind of wanted to. But I know that I'm telling, I'm going into all of this because I told Brent something like, the old Ken is not dead yet. And it really is a feeling because of the, oh, the problem walking and Brent saying I could maybe borrow a motorized wheelchair or scooter. Holy fuck, am I really at that stage? And, oh, the travel, if I have to travel by public, and, oh, my God, I, it's just, it's too exhausting. I, I, you know, it's it's too much. Just making, getting up the fucking stairs in Union Station to catch a train, and then there's no seats standing there waiting for the fuckers. I can't handle that anymore. So, it, it sort of, you know, took away all the fun feeling I used to have to look forward to, like something like uh, our gatherings, uh, the Marshall McLuhan podcast or roundtables. Hey, I'm up for partying, folks. Now, I don't know, and this year, of course, it was cancelled. But having that room, and I'll, I'll feel a little better when I actually get, con- I got confirmation from Hotels.com, not from the room itself, the hotel itself. But it looks like it's right in the middle of downtown. So there's something very suspicious about this. Something definitely questionable. But hey, that's that's life living on the edge, folks, and being cheap. 
you, you want to be cheap, you take your chances. And I'm just, that's another part of who I am. I just can't do it. I just can't go and book a nice hotel room. I just can't justify the luxury of it. I can't justify the cost. And I've kind of been that way all my life. And uh, tough on my wife. But, um, yeah. All right, so I'm going to end it there. We've gone on long enough. Scarborough Dude uh, signing out. Tune in and uh, check out the uh, the video. Um, it'll be out probably before uh, before this podcast is. So there you go. Signing off. Bye uh, for now. I think I'm going to lie down and read a bit. I'm in the mood to move to the left three feet. God damn it. I'm in the mood to slide to the right hundred feet. God damn it. I'm in the mood to fall down the steps four flights. God damn it. I'm in the mood to fly in the air twelve feet. Motherfucker. We in the mood to do our thing right now, Mohe now. Sunny fish, melon jelly, ball in the jack, at the meat wagon now. I'm in the mood to move my body like a weasel, goddammit. Four, eight, sixteen feet to the left, goddammit. I'm in the mood to whip your body with a tire iron. Okay, we don't have much time. i got about seven minutes if I'm going to end this after an hour. And uh, I don't know how long these batteries are going to last. I've got to replace them pretty damn soon. So, it is Tuesday. This will be out tomorrow, Wednesday. But today I released the um, YouTube I talked about, episode number 17, The Nigerian Bags. So uh, I hope you enjoy that. If you're subscribed, if you're not, well, why aren't you? Just Google uh, or go to YouTube and look for Scarborough Dude, and uh, you'll find me. Now, incidentally, uh, we have uh, there's a, a page for Excuso Nigerians. I told you that we had put out a book, which was a great success. I say we, but a couple of guys took the took the lead on this thing and organized the whole damn thing. We just had to write our stories. I imagine there's going to be a second volume. But anyway, they, they keep a pace active, uh, a Facebook page active with um, Nigerian stuff. And I posted a link from the Atheist Republic about a Nigerian singer who has been uh, sentenced to death because he posted something that they claimed, or the Sharia law people claimed, was um, offensive to Islam. And really what it was, he was singing the praises of a particular iman from another country, Senegal maybe, who was, um, he thought did a great job, but this person represented a slightly different branch of Islam or interpretation, whatever, and that was enough to, uh, you know, cast the death sentence upon him. So I put that on the page, and I felt a little bad with apologies, because so many people have such great memories of their time as younger versions of themselves uh, spent in Nigeria. Uh, but I felt I had to. Uh, for number one, I support the Atheist Republic. You've heard me talk about their podcast a lot on uh, this show. These are the people. It's originally it was Canada-based. I don't know where they are now. Um, but they take up causes. Like, this is outrageous, you know. And really what they're talking about is the future of Nigeria and uh, secularism and whether you know this the the northern how the northern part of nigeria is all uh, mainly hausa people but muslim and very very different from the south where i was which was uh christian and everything else uh so there is a divide and this country is always in danger i mean they have their own version of uh, i forget what they were nasty people who kidnapped girls from a northern school, Christian girls, and, uh, you know, just, it, it's horrific, the news. Anyway, I posted that link with apologies, and then today I followed it up with uh, a link to my um, leather bag show, 
um, show, uh, YouTube channel, because I thought I knew everybody there will relate to these. Uh, if you've seen the video, you'll know what I'm talking about. Um, and then somebody posted uh, after that, you know, maybe this uh, this guy um, should you know, be on our mailing list because I was under, I, Ken Bull posted it under Scarborough dude and she didn't make the connection. So she asked me, you know, who is this? Uh, you know, maybe this guy, we should notify this guy, this Scarborough dude to have him on our list. So it gave me a bit of a chuckle. So she asked, I think she asked, uh, uh, what years were the Scarborough dude over in Nigeria? Anyone know his real name? He might like to be on our contact list. So I answered back, Bendel State, 1982. For your information, Scarborough Dude has been podcasting since 2005, using that name to keep a safe distance from his business clients who would not have approved of the content of Dixon James. Now, there was a sneaky way to see if anybody will follow that link up. The name was given to him by a pioneer of Canadian podcasting, Bob Goyetch, of the Bob and AJ Show in Montreal. Uh, and she replies... Thanks, Ken. You know, another interesting person who might like to connect with the group at some point still doesn't know it's me. I'm always floored by what stuff people do keep from years gone by. I wish I had kept some of those bags, though. Mine did fall apart over time. Well used. All right. So anyway, I wasn't meant to embarrass Linda at all, but just to, I made it about as plain as I could. Um, now, one of the reasons I mentioned that connection and why all this ties in was because uh, the virtual youper, another name, uh, just released uh, yet another episode of the Bob and AJ show. And it was a delight to listen to episode 18. It goes right back to the old days when it was a small circle. And they're worried that, you know, with 2000 podcasts out there, it's going to be hard to get listeners unless the listenership grows. It's quite funny. And, and right now everybody's sharing information and praising, you know, each other's podcasts. But will the day come when people stop doing that or you know, for the sake of keeping their uh, their few listeners they have. So I found that very interesting, and uh, it was a great show to listen to, and that made me, it just seemed the timing was perfect to post this leather bag thing, which I just finished, and to make the connection on another Facebook group with the um, Bob and AJ show. So I guess you get all that. I don't know if it needs further explanation. Little things like this, a little the tightly little woven threads I keep talking about, the fabric of our lives, the interconnections. It is just ever so fascinating, as are the ripples. I guess one last thought, uh, again, not to be too dark, but all the people who die in wars and tragedies and, and, and all the things that might have been the infinite number of universes that would unfold had this person not died at that time... And sometimes it just affects people within the family unit who've lost a loved one. But you just don't know what that person might have done or discovered. And, of course, it goes either way. I mean, that person could have been the one who was killed, could have gone out and killed 10 more people, you know, in, in civilian life. But it's just endlessly fascinating. All right, I see somebody wants to send me a message. I know it's spam. It's always when you get these Instagram. I'm still getting these women few posts and block, 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 block. Nobody connects. If you want to connect with me, hey, reach out. You'll find me. Scarborough Dude of the Dixon Janes podcast and also the YouTube channel Scarborough Dude. So uh, signing off, folks. And uh, next time you hear from me, I hope I'll be giving you a little clip from Murphy's Point Provincial Park. Stay tuned, as always, to the Dixon Janes podcast. They don't get any better. <laughs> Love that model. Okay, signing off. Bye for now.